Hey everyone, Martin from Dad's Bedtime Stories here. Tonight I'm going to do something a little different. I've put together four of my favorite stories into one super episode. These are the Magic 101 series. I hope you enjoy. This is episode 33. Did somebody say magic? And as usual, just sit back, relax, close your eyes, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. Imagine yourself getting out of bed. Spaceship greets you. Good morning. Don't forget, we have to go to the Wizards Council today. Oh yeah, you say. You remember that you promised to go see the Wizards Council, as they suggested that you might have magic powers. Where is it again, you ask? They provided you with a map, says the spaceship. Suddenly, a copy of the map appears in front of the spaceship. You look at it, and you think you know the place that you have to go. You run outside and Changer runs after you. Changer suddenly starts to grow and change shape until he's a giant tiger with a saddle on its back. Uh, okay, you think. You jump on Changer's back and Changer immediately starts to run. You hold on tight as Changer gallops. You pass through a forest beside a whole bunch of trees. Then you come across a huge open space. The changer easily runs across in just second. Before long, there's a huge lake in front of you that changer just keeps running straight for. What are you gonna do, changer? We have to get over the lake. I think you should probably go around it. Changer doesn't listen. He keeps running straight for the lake. And just as he's about to hit it, he jumps up into the air and wings shoot out the side of his body and he starts to fly really close to the water, but just far enough above it that you don't get wet. When he gets to the other side, the wings disappear and he begins running again through the forest. Before long, you come to the place on the map. In front of you is a huge tree It looks like an ancient oak tree. It almost has sort of a face on the front of it. You walk up to the tree and suddenly, eyes and a mouth open up. Who goes there? Says the tree. Uh, It's just me. I was told to come here to be tested for magic powers. Hmm, says the tree. In order to pass through You must answer a riddle. Uh, What riddle? How far can you walk into a forest? You think for a little while. A whole bunch of answers pop through your head. But then, you have it. Halfway, you say. After that, you'd be walking out of the forest. That is correct, says the ancient oak tree. Suddenly, the tree starts to split in half at the bottom, and a huge cave-like opening appears. You approach the tree and walk through the cave-like opening. As soon as you step inside, you suddenly start to fall and you realize you're sliding down a huge slide. Lights start to appear all around you, and as you slide down the slide, you pass quickly by the lights. Before long, you shoot out the bottom of the slide, and you find yourself in a room. Right now it's empty, other than a whole bunch of wizard statues on either side and at the end of the room is a big fireplace. The fire starts to burn brighter and get bigger, and then the flames shoot out of the fireplace and form themselves into the shape of a person. Huh? What are you doing here? Oh yeah, 
You're the new wizard kid, says the wizard who's appeared out of the flames. Well, are you ready for your test? Uh, I guess so. What do I have to do to see if I have magic powers? You ask the wizard. Well, the first thing you're going to have to do is find something to channel your magic through. A lot of people use wands or a staff, but basically you're going to have to find a piece of wood that uh, you have an affinity for, something that reaches out to you and you can channel your power through. And if you get that, you're going to have to find an animal preferably an ancient animal. Again, someone or something you have an affinity to. You'll have to get their agreement to give you a piece of their fur, and then you're gonna make the fur and the wand merge together. After that, if you have magic powers, you should be able to shoot them through the wand or staff or whatever you end up getting. Uh, okay. How do I go about finding this, uh, wood? Well, you see, we're gonna use a little bit of magic for that. Just step into that there fireplace and the fire will send you to where you need to be. Okay, you say. You step towards the fireplace. It's big enough to be able to step inside. So, you do. Suddenly, blue flames surround you, and you feel your body sort of tingle. And then, like a rocket, you shoot straight up into the air. You see the world around you really quickly as you bend up through the air and through the clouds, and then straight down towards what looks like a forest below. You soon rematerialize in the middle of a forest. Where am I? A uh, spaceship? Are you here? Yes, says spaceship. However, my powers seem to be blocked. What? What do you mean blocked? Suddenly, a big blue light appears in front of you and forms into the shape of the wizard. What? You think you're just gonna pass this test by using your magic spaceship? Well, that's not allowed. We gotta see what you have on your own here, kid. Now get going. But how do I know where to get going? Just trust your senses, the wizard says. You'll figure it out, if you have magic anyway, says the wizard, and then disappears. Okay, you think. I'll just start walking wherever my uh, mind takes me, I guess. You begin to walk through the forest. You don't really know where you're going, but you just kind of start to go wherever you feel like. You pass lots of rocks and trees and bushes, and you can hear birds and chipmunks and squirrels playing all around you. After you walk for five or ten minutes, you come to a big opening, and once again in this opening there is a gigantic tree. It's absolutely massive. When you look up, you can't even see any branches. It's so high up. And you notice that the color of the tree is a little strange. The bark is all green and sort of alien-like. And then you realize you've seen this tree before. This is my treehouse tree. Ah. Maybe this is the wood I need to find. Now I just need to find a branch. You walk all the way around the tree, but there's not a single branch. Bear pops out of the bottom. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, hey bear, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, how do you like the new cave? Well, it's pretty good, I guess, says Bear. But. Not many people come around here, and I get kind of lonely. Oh, I'm sorry, Bear. I'll try to come visit more often. That's what they all say, says Bear. 
Bear, do you know a way to get to the top of the tree where the branches are? I really should have put in a staircase or something, but I never really bothered. What? I'd just climb it. What are you, some kind of human or something? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I am. Well, well, I recommend going over there then. There's little holes in the tree on that side, and I bet you'd be able to climb them. Right, you say. Climb the tree. Okay, you go to the place where the bear was talking about, and you see little holes in the tree. They're big enough to get a grip with your hands and your feet, and you start to climb. You use your legs to push yourself up, and then grab the next set of holes, move your feet, and you repeat. You slowly but surely make your way up the tree. Eventually, you get to the top where the platform for your treehouse is, and you climb up on top of it. Ooh, you say, that was really tiring. I'm out of breath. You look around, and for some reason, you feel your attention drawn to a certain branch. You walk over to the branch, and you put your hands on it, and something just feels right, and the branch starts to glow, and it shapes itself into a huge staff, and it detaches from the tree. The big blue light appears again in front of you. Good job, says the wizard. I didn't think you'd find it this quickly, and I don't think I've ever had somebody with an alien staff before. Hmm, that could have some special properties. Good, very good indeed. Now, go find that ancient animal. Ancient animal? Where am I going to find an ancient... Wait a second, I'm pretty sure that bear is an ancient animal, and he does live in this tree, so that could be perfect. Now, I just have to get down there. You look down, and you realize you're so high up that you can't even see the bottom. A vine pops down from the tree above you, and you grab onto it. The vine slowly lets you drop down over the side and lowers you down towards the ground very gently, almost as if the tree was alive and trying to help you. You slowly pass down through the clouds and then further and further until you can see the ground. The vine straightens out at the bottom and you jump off right beside the bear's cave. Uh, bear? Hmm, what? Can I, uh, have a piece of your fur? What do you want a piece of my fur for? I need this stuff to stay warm. Wait a second. You're not another one of those wizard kids trying to find fur for a magic staff or something, are you? Uh, y yes, I actually am, um, I think. How... How did you know about wizard kids? Uh, there aren't many ancient animals around here, so every now and then a wizard kid appears and is like, Hey, can I have some of your fur? And I'm like, no, it's my fur. And then they run off crying or something like that. Oh, so you won't give me a piece of your fur? Well, for you, maybe, says the bear. What do you mean, maybe? I mean, if you can beat me in a competition, I'll give it to you. Well, what's the competition, you ask? If you can make it to the bottom of this mountain before I do, then you can have a piece of my fur. You look down at the mountain around you. You see trees and bushes and grass and some areas that have snow leading down it. Uh, okay, you think? I guess I'll give it a try. Good, says the bear, and the bear says, Go! 
and starts running towards the side of the mountain. When he gets towards the slope, he suddenly jumps in the air, curls up into a ball, and begins to roll down the mountain. What? That doesn't seem fair at all. You run over to the side of the mountain and quickly look around for a quick way down, and you see the bear rolling quickly way ahead of you. Oh no. Then you see what looks like a big piece of wood, almost shaped exactly like a snowboard. You grab the snowboard-like piece of wood, put it on the ground, and jump on top. It immediately starts to slide down the hill. You hold on as tight as you can with your feet. You dodge around trees and rocks left and right, and then you come to what looks like a huge cliff drop-off. Well, there's only one way to do this, you think. Send it. You fly off the huge jump up into the air. You grab onto the board with your hands as you fly off the cliff. You land nice and gently on a huge downslope going even faster and you can see the bear to your left. You're starting to catch up with him. You tuck down into a nice aerodynamic position with your head forward to cut down on wind resistance. You start to go faster and faster. You can feel the wind against your face. And then you get to the bottom of the mountain where the slope stops and evens out to nice flat ground. You turn the snowboard sideways and stop and step off of it. Bear shows up just seconds later. That was pretty good, he says. He reaches back to his tail and picks out a long piece of fur and hands it to you. Now what do I do with it, you think? You take out your staff and you push the fur against it. Suddenly the staff starts to glow and so does the fur. The fur merges with the staff and starts to change its shape a little bit. The top of the staff forms itself into a bear and it lights up, shooting a huge white light into the sky. Then in front of you, a blue light appears once again and it's the wizard. Hey, well, good job, kid. I guess you do have magic powers after all. Now, well, it's getting kind of late, so why don't you come back tomorrow and I'll teach you how to use them and all the do's and don'ts and stuff like that before setting you free on the world. Uh, okay. But how do I get home from here? Get home from here? That's not a problem at all. The wizard points his wand at you and flames appear at the bottom of your feet. They surround you in blue flames and once again you shoot up into the air. It feels as if your body's stretching itself as you go up above the clouds and then start to curl back down towards the earth. You quickly head down towards your own house and appear in the middle of your own bedroom, reforming into a solid human being. Whoa, that was crazy, you say. Very tired, you climb into your bed, pull the covers over yourself and say, Spaceship, are you back? Yes, says Spaceship. Good, you say. Can you turn off the lights for me? Yes, says Spaceship, and the lights turn off. You close your eyes and allow yourself to sink into the bed, letting your arms relax and your legs relax and your body relax allow yourself to drift off. Imagine yourself standing at the front door to your house or apartment building or wherever you live. You walk outside and Changer is there to greet you. 
the little shape-shifting dog. Oof, oof, says Changer. Are you ready to go, Changer? Changer transforms again into a huge lion with a saddle. You climb on the back of the lion and it starts to run way faster than you've ever seen an animal run. It runs straight for a forest where you bounce between trees, over streams, and jump over huge rocks. And once again, you come to a huge lake and Changer just keeps running towards it. Right before he hits the lake, he jumps into the air. Wings shoot out of his side and he glides across the surface of the lake. The lake is incredibly calm and you see the glass-like water with your reflection in it and the reflection of Changer. When you get to the other side, the wings disappear and Changer continues to run through the forest until he comes to a huge opening with a giant oak tree once again. Changer transforms into a little mouse leaving you standing on the ground and the mouse climbs up your leg and hops into your pocket. You walk towards the giant oak tree its eyes open and it speaks. Oh, it's you again. Come on in. The bottom of the oak tree starts to split open and form into a huge cave. Once again, you step into the cave and you're on a slide going down. There's tons of different colors of light around you. As you slide left and right through this gigantic slide, you come out at the bottom standing in a big open room with wizard statues on either side and a fireplace in the distance. Flames erupt in the fireplace and start to shoot out of it, forming themselves into what looks like a wizard. Ow, it's you. Welcome. Come with me, if you're ready to learn magic, that is. The wizard walks towards the side of the room, and another door appears out of nowhere. He opens the door and leads you inside this other room. You end up in a huge open space made of bricks and carved stones on every side. The ceiling is higher than a gymnasium's, and every single sound makes a really loud echo noise. This is our practice room, says the wizard. Here, you can learn magic much easier. Uh, why is that, you ask? Well, there's a couple things about this room. One, nobody else is around and it's always easier to do magic when nobody's there to believe you can't do magic. Okay, you say. And two, tons of wizards have done spells here before. They've used their very own belief in magic and infused it into every rock and every wall. It creates a perfect environment to do magic. You'll find it much easier to do magic here than anywhere else you go. Now, let me see that staff you got there. You hand the wizard your staff. It's a beautiful, big, green piece of wood that's long and slender with lots of different markings on it. At the top of it is the shape of a bear probably because it was infused with the essence of a bear from the bear's fur. Hmm, says the wizard. This is a good staff. I can feel lots of potential in this thing. It's something I've never felt before. Some kind of special magic. Probably from the alien planet you got this thing from. 
Oh, special magic. That sounds pretty cool. What does it do? I don't know, says the wizard. How am I supposed to know what an alien wood's gonna do? Come on, let's get to training. You follow the wizard into the center of the room. Sitting in the center of the room is a plain old regular school desk. Now, what's that? The wizard asks you. Um, it's a desk, you say? Are you sure it's a desk? Says the wizard. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it looks like a desk. Hmm. Well, how are you sure it's not a horse? Well, it's not a horse because it's not a horse. It's a desk, you say. Yeah, but look again, says the wizard. You look back at the desk, and it's transformed itself into a wooden and metal horse. Okay, you say. I guess it's a horse now. Is it? says the wizard. You look back again, and it's transformed back into a desk. How did you do that? you say. That's exactly what I'm gonna teach you, says the wizard. Now, there's two really important parts to magic. Number one is belief. Things are the way they are, partially because of belief. In order to make things into something they're not meant to be, you just have to believe that they are that thing. I see, you say. Uh, okay, I think I kind of get the idea. Yeah, and the other thing that's important are emotions. Uh, like being sad and stuff, you ask? Yeah, exactly. Now, you see, certain kinds of emotions let you do certain kinds of magic, and they kind of reflect the emotion itself. For example, anger. When you're angry, your magic will be angry. Anger is great if you want to break things apart or tear them down or push people away, for example, but it's not great for other things. Right, you say. And what about things like happiness and stuff? Ah, well that's just the thing. Happiness, joy, that kind of thing. That brings things together. You have to have happiness or joy to make things, to attract things to you, and to change things into other things. Happiness can be transformative. I see. So, if you want to make the table explode, throw some hate at it. But if you want to change it into something else, you're gonna have to first believe it's that thing, and you're gonna have to be happy about it. Okay, you say. So I transform the desk into a horse by believing it's a horse and by being happy about it? Uh, basically, yeah. So first, let's focus on yourself, says the wizard. Close your eyes and imagine yourself somewhere that makes you happy. You close your eyes and just imagine something or somewhere that makes you happy. Now, it's the feeling that matters, not the place. So just keep thinking about it, but more important, feeling happiness. You close your eyes and you try to feel what it feels like to be happy. As you let happiness fill you up inside, you feel something strange come over your body. That's it, says the wizard. You open your eyes and you see that your staff is glowing with power. Now, project your essence onto the desk. Just let it surround it completely. Imagining you and the desk are the same thing. 
You try to imagine your essence flying out from you and surrounding the desk and the blue glow covering your staff begins to cover your body. Then the glow reaches out away from you and surrounds the desk. Good, says the wizard. Now, you just have to imagine the desk turning into a horse. And of course, you have to believe that it's possible. The belief part wasn't too hard for you since you'd seen the desk turn into a horse already, so you knew it was possible. You continued allowing yourself to feel that happiness. And with it, you allowed the desk to form into a horse. It slowly shifted and changed shapes until it formed into a slightly different looking horse than the one the wizard had made. But a horse, either way. You let go of your focus and the blue glow disappears and the horse remains. Whoa, you say. That's pretty amazing. Yep, and that there's the basics to magic. Really? So I can do just about anything with that? Just about anything. Although, as I said, it'll be easy to do in here. It's much harder to do out there. And even harder if you're around other people. Why's that? That's no fun. Well, you see, other people's belief can get in the way too. For example, let's say you tried to do the same thing at your school. There'd be a bunch of other people around and those people would believe that what was in front of them was a desk and not a horse. So, unless you believed way harder than all of them, the desk would remain a desk. Really? Yep. It's what stopped a lot of wizards in their tracks when they were trying to fly. Imagine yourself up there, soaring in the clouds, not a care in the world. And then a plane flies by. A bunch of people look out the side of the plane, and they see a wizard flying in the middle of nowhere. Well, their belief takes over because they're like, Hey, wizards don't fly, and wait a second, I don't think wizards are even real. And suddenly, before you know it, you're not there anymore. Because you're falling from the sky. It's led to the demise of many wizards, and it's one of the reasons we're really careful about flying. Whoa, I can see what you mean. But wait, we can fly? Of course you can fly. But again, as long as you believe you can fly more than everybody else around you, just let yourself fill up with happiness again. You let yourself fill up with happiness. And... Allow yourself to drift off the ground. And you allow yourself to drift off the ground. You easily float high up above and you learn to move yourself to the left and to the right. And then you let yourself come down for a gentle landing. And again, it's easy in here, kid. Don't get the idea that you can go jumping off a cliff and just be able to fly. Chances are, you won't. Okay, you say. I, I think I got it. Well, now that you have that, I'm gonna have to explain the rules for using your magic. Oh, okay, there's rules? Of course there are. You were stopped in the first place for using unsanctioned magic. Now. Once you get sanctioned to use magic, you're gonna be allowed to use it in a couple scenarios. Okay, what are those? Well, you can only use it if other people don't know about it, and you can never use it to harm other people. Unless, of course, it's a self-defense situation. That's always the exception, of course. Okay, I think I can do that, so... 
I can do it, but basically only when other people don't see. And I can't use it to harm anyone else. That's right. Can other people never see? Like, what if they're attacking me or I need to use magic? Well, in times of need to save yourself or others, you can use magic. You just have to report it to the Wizards Council right away so we can go wipe everyone's memories. We don't like that secret getting around or you get these young folks coming knocking on the door. Can I have magic powers, please? It's the worst, explains the wizard. Oh, I totally understand. So when will I be able to use magic powers? Do you understand the rules? Asks the wizard. Yeah, I understand the rules. Are you going to follow the rules? Says the wizard. Yeah, I'm going to follow the rules. Well, then you can use magic powers now, says the wizard. He stomps his staff on the ground three times. The foreheads of the wizard statues that surround the room start to glow, and out of each of them comes a light. The light streaks through the room and lands on your forehead, causing a strange sensation to go through you. It then leaves a special mark on your forehead that you just know can only be seen by other people with magic powers. And the mark fades away and disappears. I can use magic now without even going to some sort of like wizard school or something like that? Yeah, we find people learn best when they want to learn. So if you want to learn, come back anytime. But now we don't make you do some sort of school or something like that, having you say magic spells and wave your wands around in a special direction. That's not how magic works. It's best to learn when you want to learn it, says the wizard. Okay, well, it's been a pretty exhausting day. I think I better get back home. Where's the exit, you ask? Exit? You don't need an exit. You just need to believe you are where you want to be says the wizard. So, again, let yourself fill up with the happiness or some kind of good feeling anyways. Close your eyes and just expect when you open them that you're in the place you want to be. And you will be. You can do it with your eyes open, but it's a lot harder. It's harder to believe things when you can see something else, you know. Once again, you allow a happy, relaxed feeling to fill your body Letting your shoulders and your arms relax. You close your eyes and you start to believe that you're in your bedroom, laying down on your bed, feeling yourself laying against the covers and the mattress. And when you open your eyes, that's exactly where you are once again. Your eyelids are heavy, so you let them close. The lights are already off, and you allow yourself to drift off to sleep. Good night, everyone. You wake up the next morning. Once again, you stretch. You're greeted by spaceship. Hello, good morning. I made you breakfast, says spaceship, handing you a big plate of food. Thanks, spaceship. You're the best. Changer jumps up on your lap, and you pet him behind the ears. He slowly starts to sink into your lap and fall asleep. You eat your breakfast and you play with Changer for a little while. Then your alarm goes off. Oh no, it's time to get ready for school. You put your clothes on as quickly as you can. Changer shifts down to a little mouse and climbs into your one pocket and spaceship shrinks down to the size of a small toy and flies into your other pocket. Well, I guess I'm all set, other than my staff, but that's a little bit big to bring to school, you think. You hold the staff for a while, and then you wonder, 
Maybe it's only too big because I believe it's too big. You close your eyes just like you were taught and you focus your mind on happy thoughts and good things. As the happiness starts to fill up your head, you allow yourself to become one with the staff. You and the staff start to glow and you imagine the staff being smaller and the staff starts to shrink and becomes smaller. It shrinks down until it's the size of a pencil and you tuck it in one of your pockets along with Spaceship. That should be perfect. I'm not sure I'll be able to do any magic with all the people around at school, but it's good to have it just in case. You run outside and there's a bus pulling up right when you get there. You run and jump on the bus and sit in your seat as it bops and turns all the way to school. When you arrive at school, you spend some time playing outside with your friends until the bell rings. You go inside, take off your outdoor stuff and go into the classroom. Before long, the teacher's going on and on about math or something like that. And you start to get kind of bored. <sighs> I wish I could go on an adventure instead of this. I really wish it would go faster. You sit there at the desk and you just start thinking faster. Faster, 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 faster. Go faster. You put your hand in your pocket and you just keep thinking and wishing that the day would go faster. Suddenly, you feel a strange sensation and blue light shoots out all around you. When you open your eyes and look around, no one else is moving. The classroom is almost completely still. Well, actually, it seems like people are moving just really, really slowly. You stand up and look around. You see an airplane in mid-flight going inch by inch towards the teacher. You reach your hand up and touch the airplane very lightly, but your hand rips right through it and the airplane starts to bend and starts to fly towards the ground on a different angle, but still very, very slowly. What is going on? I can answer that, says the spaceship. Spaceship? You're frozen too, or I mean unfrozen too? Yes, I believe because we had contact, I also became faster. Faster? What do you mean faster? It seems like everything has stopped because you are going much faster, or I should say, existing much faster. Existing faster? I, how did I do that? I believe you used magic. Your hand was in your pocket, touching the wand, and you were thinking about going faster but instead of going faster, it made everything stop. It did not make everything stop. It made you go faster. What? But that's not what I wanted. Now the day's gonna take forever. You decide to try to reverse it. You pull out the staff, now a pencil size, from your pocket. You try to concentrate as hard as you can, and you start repeating to yourself, slower, 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 go slower, go slower, go slower. But nothing happens. Ugh, frustrated, 
You walk out of the classroom. You go to open the door, but the whole thing just breaks as you touch it and flies all over the place before it starts to slow down again. What just happened? You ask Spaceship. You are going at an incredibly fast speed. When you hit the door, you hit it at an incredibly fast speed, breaking the door. You must be very careful at these speeds, explains Spaceship. So I have like super strength too? Sort of. Speed transfers to power. You have a lot of power when moving at these speeds, says Spaceship. You carefully walk through the halls of your school, and you see that it's not just your classmates who are frozen, it's everyone. All the teachers, the principal, the students, everything's frozen, or really close to frozen anyways. You carefully open the door to outside and walk out. You look around and everything around you is frozen as well. The cars have stopped moving, well, almost stopped moving. The birds are in mid-flight. The trees aren't moving at all. And even the wind seems to have stopped, leaving everything very quiet and very still. You walk over to a tree that's outside the school. And getting kind of frustrated, you kick the tree. Suddenly, the tree cracks and splinters into thousands of pieces and begins to look like it's almost shattering. Oops, you say, realizing that you've hit the tree at such a high speed that you've basically made it explode. I have to be very careful at these speeds, you remember. You carefully walk back inside, very slowly opening the door. You step through it and you walk back to your classroom. Starting to get frustrated, you just sit back at your desk, look up at the ceiling, close your eyes, and you let out a strange sound of frustration very loudly. When you open your eyes, everyone in the classroom is staring at you. Uh, oops, you think? Time must have reverted to its normal speed. I just, uh, uh, sorry, I just really have to go to the washroom, you say. You walk out of the classroom, get to the door, which is completely broken into pieces, and step over it, walking quickly to the bathroom. You hear voices talking behind you, wondering what that was all about, and and what exactly happened to the classroom door. You go to the bathroom and stare in the mirror. You run the water and splash it into your face. Okay, so I accidentally made myself go faster and I broke the classroom door and completely demolished a tree outside. That is not gonna be pretty. You think, oh yeah, the tree. You run out the bathroom door and look out the front door of the school at the tree. The tree is exploded just like you thought into thousands of wood shards. Multiple teachers are around it staring and picking up little pieces wondering what happened. You just slowly back away from the window and go back to class. The rest of the day goes pretty normally. And at the end of the day, you decide not to take the bus home. You bring Changer out of your pocket, and Changer transforms into a huge griffin, which is basically a lion 
with huge wings. You sit on top of it and it starts to flap its wings and you fly high up into the air. You slowly rise up as you pass through the clouds and then soaring and gliding above the clouds you can feel the sun on your face and the wind against your skin. You feel free. You think about the day that happened and decide that sometime in the future you're going to have to ask the wizard about that one. You realize you're close to your house, so you begin to descend down through the clouds and down towards your house. You land in front of your house and get off the griffin. Changer shrinks back down to the puppy and you and he go inside. You go right to your bedroom where you sit down on your bed, put your feet up and pull the covers over top of yourself. Changer jumps up and curls up on top of your chest. You gently pet Changer and scratch his ears you let your eyes close. You allow your body to sink into the mattress. First your legs, then your arms, then your shoulders, and your face. And you allow yourself to drift off to sleep. You wake up in the morning, stretch and get out of bed, and you look over and your staff is glowing and pulsing. You run over to your staff and pick it up. As soon as you do, a light shines from the staff into an open space in your bedroom. A picture of the wizard appears. Hey, you! We need your help. We're under attack here and... Hey, what do you think you're doing? You can't... Suddenly, the recording cuts out and disappears. Oh no, you think. I have to get there as soon as possible. You hold the staff against your body. You close your eyes. And you try to imagine yourself in the wizard's training area. When you open your eyes, you're still in your bedroom. You think, okay, I need to get myself calmer and focused. So you close your eyes. You start to take long, deep breaths. You relax your shoulders and your body. And you let yourself go to the place that makes you happy and relaxed. You just think of a place where you remember feeling a sense of ease and a sense of calm and not only do you imagine yourself being there but you imagine yourself feeling how you felt at the time once you've become centered you start to believe that you're in the wizard's training area you focus on what it looks like what it sounds like what it feels like to be there. You feel the staff start to glow and a strange sensation comes over you. And when you open your eyes, you're there in the training area. You look around and it looks like there's been a huge battle. There's broken pieces of stone and wall, but nobody's around at all. Wonder where they went and who it was. You walk to the center of the room, and laying on the ground there is some sort of glass orb that you've never seen before. You pick it up, and as soon as you do, a red glowing light appears. 
and turns into a huge face. So, another trainee, huh? You think you can save the wizards, do you? Well, I'd like to see you try. I'll be waiting for you at my lair. Here is where you can find me. But I highly recommend you don't come. If I were you, I'd leave this place and go back to bed, says the giant face. But if you're brave enough, or, well, if you lack the intelligence to do the smart thing, just touch the orb one more time and say, Transport. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> I don't think you should really show up, but if you do, I look forward to meeting a new wizard. The big face disappears and the orb falls to the ground and bounces a few times with a clunk. I mean, I can't just leave them alone. I really have to go save them. Well, no matter what it means, I'm going to do the right thing, you say to yourself. You walk over, you pick up the orb, and you yell, Transport! A huge red light appears all around you. It starts swirling around your body like a tornado. Then your body starts to spin in a circle and gets sucked up through the roof and into the atmosphere. Eventually, you see yourself starting to curve down back towards the earth with red glowing light surrounding you. You land in the center of a field you get up and look around, and you don't see anything. You begin to slowly walk around the field, looking at your surroundings. There's green grass below you, a blue sky with a few fluffy clouds above you, and on every side you're surrounded by trees. You start to hear a rustle in the woods and you look towards where it's coming from. The trees in that area start to shake, and then they start to fly out towards you. You quickly dive out of the way and roll, and the trees hit the ground beside you. But more trees just keep coming. You begin to run and run and run, dodging every tree that comes at you, and then, you see ten trees rise up into the air all together and then shoot down towards you. You duck your head and crouch on the ground and you feel the trees hit beside you. You get up and look around and you see that you're surrounded by trees on every side. But then the trees start to move. Faces appear in them, and the branches start to move. The roots pop up out of the ground and lift the trees up and begin to walk around. The trees start to circle around you on every side. Then, one by one, they begin to attack. Very scared, all you can do is jump and dive out of the way. You try to use magic, but you're just too scared and just too flustered. The trees grab a hold of you and pick you up in the air. The branches weave around you into a huge cage of wood, and then they drop you in the center. You see a dark red light appear in the sky above you, and then 
it starts to come down towards you, lowering towards the ground, and then lands right in front of you. There you see a very strange looking wizard wearing all red and black robes. Well, you decided to come, says the wizard. That was brave, but not very smart, says the wizard. Now I'll give you one chance. What I want is that staff you have. I could use its powers and you obviously can't. So give it to me now and I'll let you go back home. Uh, I'm not giving you my staff, you say. This is my staff. Oh, you're not gonna give it to me, eh? Well, I don't think you'd like to see what I can do. The wizard then starts to shoot blasts of red light at the trees around you. You feel them filled with anger and hate, and the trees disintegrate immediately upon being hit. The wizard hits all of the trees until they're completely dust, leaving you in the center. Now, you're next. A flash of red light comes and hits you. It starts to surround you and it feels very strange and very bad. But a voice appears in your head. Kid, it's all about belief. If you believe more than somebody else believes, nothing can stop you. Make your beliefs as strong as a mountain and they'll start to feel like a little animal trying to push that mountain over. And just like a little animal trying to push a mountain, nothing's gonna get you. You close your eyes and you focus back on that place and that feeling of ease and happiness. Just thinking of a happy memory in a relaxing place. And as the feeling starts to come through your body, you imagine yourself transforming into an unmovable mountain. The red light that was surrounding you begins to have no effect. You open your eyes with a newfound sense of power and calm. A blue light starts to surround your body. You push the blue light out to meet the red light from the evil wizard, and you attempt to push the red away. But the harder you try, the worse it seems to get. So instead, you allow yourself to relax, and you let the blue light push it away with ease, and suddenly it starts to. The blue light easily pushes the red back, and then it surrounds the wizard. The wizard starts to float up into the air completely under your power, and you send them thoughts of goodness, and calm, and happiness. And then you transport them somewhere where they'll never hurt anybody again. You relax and sit down on the ground. Blue fire suddenly appears beside you. And the good wizard who trained you appears. Good job, kid says the wizard. What? You're okay? I thought this bad wizard got you. That guy? Nah, he's not very powerful anyways. That's just Gary. Gary, you say? Yeah, 
This whole thing is, uh, well, basically it's like an initiation. We do this to all new wizards just to see how they'll react. We find life or death situations really make somebody come out of their shell and find their power. You made this whole thing up? But what happened to Gary? I just sent him away to the center of the sun. No, you didn't. You just thought you did. Don't worry about that. He's right here. Suddenly Gary appears and says, Hey there. Uh, hi? Sorry to trick you, says Gary. Uh, no problem, I guess, you say. Well, congratulations. You are officially a wizard. And a powerful one at that, I'll say. Most people take a lot longer to figure out where true power comes from. But you figured it out right away. I look forward to seeing what you'll do next. Now, we have other things to do. See you later, buddy. The wizards disappear in a blast of flame. Uh... You're just gonna leave me here, you think? <sighs> I guess I do have the power to bring myself home. You allow the sense of calm to come over you once again. You close your eyes, and you imagine yourself laying in your comfortable bed. Imagining yourself sinking into the pillow and the covers. You feel a strange sensation come over you. And when you open your eyes, you're back in your bed, but you're feeling pretty sleepy. You roll over and you put the staff against your wall. You pull the covers up over top of yourself and you allow your eyes to close and you allow your body to relax and drift off to sleep.